operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Best Damn Fantasy Podcast for your ears. Uh, If you're joining us uh, on YouTube, you can see that I have uh, the stoner himself, uh, Michael Edge, is here with us. What's going on? And the chef, uh, Jake B-Song. You can find him on Twitter, uh, at FantasyFBStoner and at the BZBFF. Say hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> How are you? Fantastic. That was, fa- was a fancy little hi, Jake. I like hi. that. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Me, I'm good. I'm, sufficient, I'm sufficiently medicated. <laughs> As always. I we mean, wouldn't want you any other way. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best way to be. <laughs> so what's going on? How you, how you boys doing? You know. Doing, <laughs> yeah, <work>. yeah. Life <laughs> is busy, but football has been a little <laughs> on the wild side. I mean, even college football has been a little nutty. We're in the middle of playoff baseball. You're stoked because you you got your Braves going on. So, I mean, yeah. Aside from work life being hectic, things are good. You know, sports are providing a nice uh, distraction in everyday life right now. The uh, USA Soccer's got a game on tonight, I believe, and they're first in the concave standings. Uh, hopefully they, they go ahead and qualify for the World Cup. Uh, we had the uh, uh, Ryder Cup uh, was just uh, you know a couple weeks back. And uh, like you said, playoff baseball, I'm pretty stoked about the Braves being back in the NLCS. Um we yeah, also got so basketball a week away. Basketball is rampant. Right? Hockey. Uh, we we got um you know my my Colorado Avalanche uh, uh, kicked off uh, kicked off them. They dropped the puck last night. So yeah, I mean we got all the sports right now. We got a plethora of you know everything going. There there's a lot happening in the world for sure. A lot happening. A lot happening in uh, in football. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump right in and and uh, we saw last so we saw last week we had two weeks ago we had Kadarius Tony got his first saw his first little action of the season and he put up around 14 PPR points and he looked pretty good and I think if you were a savvy owner and you play in a redraft league. You picked him up after that, okay? Um, I know I did. I, I made the – in my league of record, uh, I went ahead and picked him up because, you know, he looked really good and Sterling Shepard was hurt. Um, Darius Slayton was hurt. And the offense as a whole was trending. That giant offense was trending in, in the right direction. So he gets out there again on Sunday against – the Cowboys, and I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you guys saw this. He looked absolutely electric, uh, gaining separation. Uh, he was, they couldn't contain him. He was tearing those guys up on crossing routes and and just doing all kinds of things. And and uh, where are you guys at with Tony? Uh, are you like <clears throat> he had ten catches? 189 yards. He broke OBJ's uh, Giants receiving record uh, in basically like his second game. I mean, are you excited about Tony, or does it look like all the pundits were wrong? First-round talent, get them and got it right, wheels up, or are you hedging your bets? I'll jump in on this. I think uh, – I think we still gotta. We still got. I gotta still wait and see. I mean, Kenny Galladay today got hurt against the Cowboys. They had to score some points, so they had to throw the ball. I just feel like 
the opportunity arose for him to shine last week, and he did. But now I want to see it again. I want to see what he does this week. I think they play the Rams, right? That's not an Correct. easy matchup. Um, those Some of those wide receivers are said to be back. I saw a tweet earlier that said a whole bunch of names, and they're all coming back. I think Slayton and Shepard might have both been on the list. So I'm curious to see what he does when he when there are other guys that can be thrown to. I mean, when, you know, Saquon got hurt too. So, I mean, the opportunity was there, but don't get it twisted. He took advantage of it. And the last two weeks he's got 22 targets and 16 catches. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with that. He's got over over 260 yards in that same period and same time period. I mean, you have to you have to like what you see, but for me, I want to see it. I think I need to see it one more time. I think third time is the charm to completely sell me on Tony. But you're right. If you didn't get him in redraft after last week, you're not getting him at all. You didn't get him at all. I agree. Um, you know, I'm uh, I, I'm very much same thing with like what Stoner said. I'm I'm not sold on him yet. But a couple things is, you know, the kid was given an opportunity. He took big time advantage of it. Uh, he, you know, Daniel Jones is going to start trusting him a little bit more. The coaching staff should trust him a little bit more. Uh, that bodes well for him moving forward. Uh, now, obviously, a lot of guys were out. You got Saquon out, Shepard out, um, Slayton out. I mean, there's they were pretty low on terms of, uh, of of help, and also too they were playing the Cowboys. So this was this was an opportunity for him to really kind of like step up and show, you know, what he could do, which he did. Um, it's just hard to get all excited about him doing it again when everybody's coming back. You know, their schedule gets a little bit tougher as they go. Um, but I do think he went a long way with kind of silencing some haters and also just showing that, you know, uh, him and Daniel Jones are on the same page. So that's a that's a plus moving forward for him. So we'll see. I, I talk smack about him. I was clowning on him. Oh, me for, too. for taking him. Um, so, you know, I might eat some crow, and that's fine. I'm happy to see another hot young talent pop off. Um, but maybe they realize – I wonder what they were looking at weeks ago. I mean, the kid's clearly electric when he has the ball in his hands. So what were they seeing that that he wasn't – or what wasn't he showing weeks ago to get on the field? It's all opportunity based. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're down to like your third and fourth string wide receivers at this point. And, you know, kudos to him. He he played his ass off and he had a good game. Now, you know, he, one thing I wasn't a big fan of was his attitude going in. I just didn't know if he was quite the. Uh, he, he also punched a guy in the middle of the game. Well, there you go. And that's just that, that just shows the immaturity of him. And that maybe that's what the problem was going before is they weren't seeing that. Uh, him maturing enough to to be able to like go onto the field, which yeah, you could play, but yes, you're gonna punch a guy in the face. Yeah, that doesn't work. So you know, I think a kid's got to grow up a lot, but I do think he's got some wheels. I think he's got some talent. He made a name for himself just to kind of bring him on the fantasy radar. Let's see if he ends up you know staying there or if he ends up dropping off again. Now, now that they know what he can do, they're gonna have some. I think the Rams will have some eyes on him. They'll, they'll, they'll see what he's all about. They'll, they'll give him a little bit of a challenge. Um, I don't think Galladay is going to play. He just seems to – it seems to be that time of year where he's taking off. Uh, so we'll see about who else pops back with Shepard and Slayton. But, I mean, he seems like right now the playmaker on the outside for them. I'd be curious to see how the Rams handle him. Yeah, so it sounds like you guys are, are hedging your bets a little bit. Um, I am – I'm I'm full on the uh, like I was higher on him than most. You got a Tony boner? Process. Is that what you're gonna say? A Tony boner? I'm I'm, Tony uh, boner. I'm pretty hot for this kid. I'm I'm really was really happy to, to find see that he finally got his opportunity. Uh, he was out there. I mean, like a variety of routes, smoke routes. Uh, they ran some double pass. They they threw it one time. I mean, he mossed a guy, completely mossed one of the DBs for a catch on the sideline. Uh, he just looked like he has an instinct on the football field that you can't teach. Um, and he looked really good in space. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about some Tony. If I think this, he's a potential league winner. 
uh, a redraft pickup off the wire. Um, I, I hear what you guys are saying about Shepard was out, Slayton was out, but now that they've seen this, like we haven't seen Shepard or Slayton do anything like what this kid did on Sunday. I don't think the coaches. One hundred percent agree with that. I agree with that completely. Yeah, I don't think the coaches who are already on the hot seat are going to be sitting around going, well, we got this Tony guy, but we got to make sure we get Darius Slayton his touches too. No uh, shit, but I think for us it was more like the opportunity was there because there was nobody else. So now that oh, there are I others, yeah. I want to make sure the coaches aren't sliding back into that game one, game two mentality and saying, well, we got others now. It's not quite, It's not quite your turn. And you know, Jason and, Garrett is a moron, so let's, he you know, let's not overlook that. And, and yeah, and, and not, and this is again, you know, let's look back on last year a little bit. You know, a guy named Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, walked into a similar situation where he just exploded when there was nobody on the field. But now look at him this year; uh, he's got more competition. Debo's back. Even then, there's really not that much competition for him. He should be doing more than what he does. But you know, sometimes a player will show something. Put some respect on his name. I got him, dude. I was getting there. Take it from from two 49er fans that this is this is is like jumping into this is like jumping into a fucking pool with sharks and just like cutting your leg. Um, I think I speak for Stoner when I say we don't know what the fuck is going on with Brandon Ayuk. No, and and that's and and the opportunity is there. Yes, I think that's a coaching. Coaching going issue. on there for sure. And that's kind of the whole thing. It's like, okay, so you know, they use them. You see what they do when they use him. You see how he produces when he's used in the way that you know he's efficient. Will Tony continue to be used that way? You know, will he just kind of like all of a sudden just kind of start to fade back a little bit because other guys are there? Coaches are say getting Sterling Shepard the ball, uh, you know, give Devontae Booker the 20 carries and let him go. You know, so many things can play out. It's early. I do. I wasn't a huge fan of the kid. I didn't like the where they picked him, but you know he does kind of. You, you got to be a little intrigued now by what he did on this past weekend, and you got to have your eyes open. And if you can go get him on the waiver wire, which he shouldn't be, go get him. Do uh, yeah. And like I said, but sit tight if you got him, hold him. I was an asshole. I drafted him and Scott Fishbowl, and I dropped him like three weeks ago because I was like, ah, fuck this dude, and. Asshole as well. Yeah. I, picked, oh, see, I, yeah. picked up, well. I picked him up in Scott Fishbowl last week. Like I didn't yeah. wait till this week. Um, I dropped him early because I was a dipshit. Not not really a dipshit, but my fucking team. It just got Dip, devastated. Dipshit. Devastated by injuries and you had to make something happen. I, I my my team in, in the fishbowl has also been decimated by injuries. But I think one thing we can agree on between the peg the draft pedigree. And the performance, when given the opportunity, I think we're all in the same boat when I say we would rather have him than not have him moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think that the clowning that we did to the Giants and Gettleman was, was maybe undeserved at this point. Maybe we should uh, be ready to eat a little bit of a crow and uh, tweet out an apology. <laughs> it, seem, it seems like if Gettleman could get the coaching hire right, uh, he'd have a nice little team there. I mean, they they still got some holes, uh, but I'm not sold on Joe Judge. No, me neither. We're not going to talk about Daniel Jones again, are we? Uh, no, he's. I think he's proven. I think he's proven his his wares there. Yeah. Uh, okay, we are going to stay on the Giants. He looked, he looked like a drunk cowboy walking off the field the other day after he got hit. That yeah, that, that looks that looks scary. That looks scary. He got man. popped. Yeah. Um, we are going to stick with the Giants, though, because I wanted to talk to you. You mentioned the Devontae Booker. Um, if you didn't pick up Kadarius Tony, if he if he wasn't the, the waiver wire ad of the week, then it was definitely Devontae Booker. Uh, Barkley, who seem, is seemingly made out of paper mache for all his, like, freakish um, athletic ability, and, and he just seems to always be hurt. Uh, it's really frustrating. If you own him, it's it's really frustrating. That that thing bubbled um, up quick too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It looked it looked ugly, like a like a mouse in a boxing match. Like just came right up under. Um, so Barkley goes out. Booker comes in. Eighty eight percent of the snaps, uh, the most of any running back last week. Uh, he is seemingly going to be a pretty busy. 
uh, individual until uh, Booker until uh, Barkley gets back. Um, are you guys just throwing him straight into your lineups, or are you kind of like waiting and see, or, or what are you guys doing with uh, Booker? Uh, I think I, th- I think it kind of be dumb not to throw him into your lineup at this point because he's just going to get the volume play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the rushing attack, the passing attack, he's going to be involved in both. <clears throat> a funny name, Devonte Booker. You know, I, I liked him coming out. I thought he had a lot of potential going forward, um, and he just faded like something fierce. And it's just crazy that uh, his career is where it's at. But you know, the he fact always he seemed in- to find a way to rear his ugly head. That's it. Let's and be it, honest. Yes, he did. He would just, just kind of pop lingered up around yes. so and you're much. Like, Devonte Booker, and you know, good for him for you know playing well. But I mean, I I, I think you would be. Uh, I think he's a good, solid play this week as an RB two, uh, based off that volume and and um, an opportunity in the passing game he's going to get. Yeah, I mean, I I think fantasy football is is you know part of it is a volume game. So you said eighty eight percent of the snaps, and that's wild to me. He had I think almost twenty touches, right? Sixteen carries. Yep. I think he caught three out of four. So yeah, I mean, tough matchup with the Rams, right? I mean, that's not the easiest matchup that you want to have, but if you're getting 20 touches, the potential in the end zone, hey, let's go for it. Yeah, you got to play it. Plus, all the injuries, if you got Saquon and you threw your money at him, um, you know, maybe you're the David Montgomery guy and you threw your money at him. Or Clyde over to Lair. Yeah, I mean, shit, maybe you had the whole Baltimore backfield and don't know what to do, so you threw your money at Booker to get you a month and that ankle looked like it might not be ready in a month. No. And as someone who you mentioned the Baltimore backfield, as someone who tried to tell everyone uh, Tyson Williams was fool's gold and that if they got Latavius Murray, he fit what they do. Um, you know, uh, I, I'll say this. If you have any of them, drop them. If you have Latavius Murray, if you have Tyson Williams, just rid yourself of this backfield uh but anyway back to uh, back to booker and barkley yeah i mean i i agree volume opportunity is everything uh we've seen it with Najee harris in pittsburgh um the guy doesn't come off the field i mean he, he i don't think book there wasn't another running back touched the football after barkley went out uh it was all booker so if you were lucky enough to get this guy off the wire, toss him out there and toss him out there with some confidence. Pretty funny here. You know, we're talking about Devontae Booker, Latavius Murray, you know, Alex Collins was starting this weekend. I mean, just like he absolutely insane where, you know, when people say that, you know, you you know, when people say, Oh, you don't want to draft these guys. They're a waste of time. When you, if you're in a dynasty with deep benches, these are the guys you need to get. Cause these are the guys that are, are playing right now, and unfortunately, Khalil Herbert, injuries, Damian Williams, Darrell Williams, like, well, even like yeah, Damian Williams. I mean, there, there's another guy. Like all these older backs that were left for dead, and now are all of a sudden they're in opportunities where they get to start. Now they you don't just keep rearing their ugly heads. Man. Yeah, and hey, dude, it, it's it is what it is. But it's just it's kind of wild that that's what we're dealing with. Like, we should we should do a, a league next year where. The, your first round has to be guys that were drafted in the, at the end of drafts last year with ADP, and you build your team backwards so that your last round in the draft is your first round picks. And see, because honestly, it, it would be funny to watch to see. I smoke, I smoke too much weed to do that, bro. Oh, it'd be awesome, dude. I'll, I'll, we'll do it together. It'll be fun. I told uh, I told my friend uh, from my league of record that next year uh, my my redraft strategy in that league is going to be to draft one singular running back and then a bunch of wide receivers and then draft a bunch of backup running backs because it we've seen sense. we've seen it. Alexander Madison, Devontae Booker, Damian. Three Williams. of them will be playing by week five. So. Yeah, I mean we're we're in week five. We're, we're just in week five. Ooh, uh, there's a long way to go. Um, long way to go. So if you're one and four. And an extra game. You're not out of it. Hey, so. and an extra game this year. Yeah, you're not out of it. Stay um, in there. Kick some ass. I was just, just looking at waivers really quick, too. I got Geno in a league where I really needed him. 
Yeah, so, I yeah. I got a bone. About. I got a bone to pick with you about Geno Smith because you deliberately, in a league that I needed a quarterback, you deliberately looked at how much fab I had, and then bid just a little bit extra so that you you didn't even need Geno Smith. Who we talked to? Is this me? Yeah, you. You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> I. D- how dare you accuse me of such a thing? And you're absolutely right. I did. <laughs> Come on hey, down. Listen, 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 man. You know what I mean? There, there, there's, there's, there, there's, we, we do this together, but on this field, it is no holds barred. And I definitely, absolutely will take a look at whether people got in their waiver wire. And if I know they need a quarterback, I will absolutely <laughs> outbid the shit out of them just by this much. Just to piss you off, just a little bit, just to get you a little. Man, when I saw that, I was so pissed. (laughs) So when I saw that you outbid me, I wasn't as mad until I looked, and I was like, that's awful close. And I was like, I wonder if I had any more fab to bid. And I went and looked, and I was like, no, I maxed out the credit card. And that's that can't be a coincidence. It wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. Lucky guess there, Jake. Yeah. Do do uh, your thing, baby. You know, look. At, it's all about just take a quick piece key of what people got for Fab before you make your bid. See who you could lose out to. You know what I mean? It. it it's the little things. It's the little things. Little things. You sir can go to hell. That's what uh, you can do. I feel good about it. I'll go there happily with a handbag. <laughs> as long as you feel good. I do feel um, real good. You mentioned uh, think Jake, about mentioned how Geno Smith just made you feel. By the way, just no, let that bonus. soak in for a little bit. That's Geno Smith made you get that angry. Hey man, <laughs> hey man, when you when you lose Russell Wilson and you're only carrying a couple of quarterbacks in a super flex league, Geno Smith looks real good. Gino's a filet y'all at that point, baby. Yes, he is. Gino, yeah, Gino goes from some from chuck eye to ribeye real quick. That's too funny. <laughs> Talk about rearing their ugly head and coming back from the dead. Gino Smith out of nowhere. <laughs> he was just cashing a paycheck. He was like, I'm never fucking getting into a game. It was and here so he funny. is now starting for the next near future. So funny, I listened to uh, NFL radio today and Pete Carroll was on moving the chains with uh, with uh, Pat Kerwin and, and Jim Mills. And he was like, I just want to praise Gino for his uh, for for swallowing his pride and coming here and, and being our backup quarterback when he could. He's a first round pick and he could go be a starter somewhere else. And I was like. Pete Carroll was drinking the Kool-Aid, baby. He is drinking it hard. Mm-hmm. He, he knows how to hype you up, boy. He'll get you. He'll he does. Feel good he, about yourself. When you, I listen to Pete Carroll talking, I want to run through a wall. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. That's why he was able to recruit so well at USC. I mean, that was it. Hundred uh, percent. Also, fuck Pete Carroll. <laughs> Throwing that out there, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck the Seahawks. Uh, <laughs> Um, Jake, you mentioned Darrell Williams, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire got placed on injured reserve. Uh, I guess he's got a little MCL sprain. He's gonna miss probably at at least three weeks. Um, how much fab uh, were you throwing at Darrell uh, Williams, and are you are you happy with him? Do you think he's gonna be the starter there? Do you think the Chiefs? Uh, I heard some rumors that they might be looking outside the organization at some running backs. You know, I would not be surprised if they did bring somebody in for, you know, a potential, um, you know, for a few weeks. But again, I think this is going to determine how long Edward Tolaire is actually going to be out because, you know, I think they would be just fine with Daryl Williams and Derek McKinnon back there. Um, you know, <laughs> with the way that they use their running backs, it's not like they really need to get some like piece that's going to like put them over the top at this point. Like this game is going to funnel through the passing game, no matter what happens. So, you know, McKinnon's been decent when he's played there. Um, Daryl Williams, same thing. Um, it was always Booker first, Daryl Williams second. You know, Daryl Williams, I wasn't going crazy on, but, you know, I would throw like a, anywhere between like a 15 to 20% bid out with, a, with what I had left in fab and see if I could bring him in. 
Um, if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, I wasn't going to sweat it. Um, but you know, again, it is between McKinnon and I think I actually think McKinnon could be the better play here, but, um, I do think he's worth a pickup. And if you need a running back, yeah, get him in there. Stoner, how much of McKinnon do you think we're going to see? Um, I think we're going to see him a little bit on some passing downs. I think he'll get some drives. But I think Williams is the guy that's going to be, you know, running in the red zone when they're on the goal line. So he's going to score some touchdowns because that offense, they score some touchdowns. But, I mean, to Jake's point, we saw what McKinnon can do a little bit in San Francisco. Another one of them half-dead running backs that's rearing their ugly heads in the Halloween season. Um, coming back from the dead with an injury. I mean, it's, I'm not joking about an injury, but I mean, here here he comes. Who knows if he gets out there and does some of the things that, that Hilaire was doing, or you know, puts up some numbers and they'll keep Andy Reid will keep throwing him out there if he if he makes plays, he'll give him the ball. You know, yeah, so I was he at, was already kind of vulturing Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the goal line uh, before Edwards Hilaire even got hurt. Um, but you know, I referenced a report that I, that I read on uh, ESPN that said that they had already, before Edward Solaire even got hurt, they had rung the Colts and inquired about Marlon Mack. Um, I don't know how much of Marlon Mack you guys have seen this year. Uh, I, I own Jonathan Taylor in my league of records, so I've seen quite a bit of them, too much, if you ask me. Um, it just seems like they're playing Marlon Mack for a reason. He seems like he gets in about every third series. Uh, and it's just weird, the usage. Like, Monday night, uh, Jonathan Taylor rips off an 80-yard touchdown. And then, you know, the next series, Marlon Mack's out there. It's like, what are you doing? Um, is there a chance that he's recovered enough from this Achilles that he's drawing interest from the Chiefs and – if he were to go to Kansas City, what kind of impact would that uh, have on Edward Solaire when he gets healthy? I've never been a fan of Mac, anyways. I mean, good for the kid for coming back. Like he's showing us that you can come back from that. Uh, you know, what's supposedly the devastating injury for running backs that no one really ever does come back from. But again, too, this, I mean, I'm excited for Cam Akers after kind of watching him play a little bit. It's giving me some hope for some of my shares moving forward. But, um, you know, this kid's playing good right now. He looks pretty decent in that offense. But again, it's I, my, my the biggest question for me is, is, is he's not being used very much. So therefore, the wear and tear isn't there. Uh, you know, the more pressure you put on him to get to, you know, to do to put the work in to be out there uh 40 50 percent of the snaps is that achilles is that going to hold up is he gonna I mean, he was kind of an injured guy that was injured before i don't know i i just never really liked marlon mack i think the, the uh chiefs would be stupid to deal for him um there there's there's a few guys on the waiver wire where if you really want to go out there and you want to sign somebody you could sign like duke johnson who would fill a role for you uh, a couple other guys out there i'm sure would sign dirt cheap just to get on a team um, that's what I would be looking at if I were the Chiefs. Doesn't Duke Johnson and Jarrett McKinnon kind of – wouldn't they kind of overlap? More than likely, but, again, it's, they're only looking for if, – if, if Edwards Hilaire's injury is not as severe as they're saying, then he should be back in a few weeks. And, you know, his last two games, he was just fine. I mean, he did – he did he got he, – he wasn't – I mean, he was kind of looking like he was dead at first, and all of a sudden he kind of sparked again. Um, yeah. I'm still a believer in the kid. I don't. I don't. I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is a good running back. I think he's just going to get better as he goes. I think people gave up on him way too early. Um, so unless that injury is like something that is really going to limit him for like the next like six to eight weeks, I don't see them making any kind of move unless it's like a little filling guy just to put somebody back there for depth. So in the, yeah, you that, that's kind of where I was at. I see them grabbing a guy off the wire just to fill in you know, on, on the third, you know, as a third back. But who's to say that person doesn't come in and get some run and start making some plays. But I think in that backfield, Williams is definitely the first guy you want. And if you got a deep roster, take a shot on McKinnon because he could pop off for a few games at, at a clip if needed. Yep. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the, the two games before he uh... – he went down. I think he went over 100 yards on the ground both times. Uh, he had really started to find his stride. And it's not like that the Chiefs are 
giving him the ball and letting him get in any sort of rhythm or protecting any leads or anything like that because they've been a borderline dumpster fire uh, so far this season. I mean, they're a miraculous comeback against Cleveland away from being one and four. I think what we're really forgetting is Frank Gore is still available. So, I mean, who's to say that and he's not just going to slide in that role? And, yeah. You know, rush for a thousand yards again. Who knows? I mean, or, or, or carry on Johnson. I mean, we carry on Johnson's out there. He's not on any team right now. I mean, he could be a guy that they could pick up that could handle some of that, you know, first, second down duty. He could handle third down duty, just a little filling guy, dirt cheap. Um, pretty crazy. He's still in the waivers right now. So we've seen three teams give up on carry on Johnson. Says a lot. Uh, in, in last year, um, the, the 49ers, the Eagles, of course, the Eagles have seemingly uh, backfield. You know, they've got guys that they're, they're not even using. They've got my, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that would love to have Miles Sanders. Uh, and they he's just collecting dust yeah, he's in Philly. <laughs> People were throwing pretzels at him. He's just sitting there like a statue. Yeah. Uh, Sirianni has made no effort to run the football uh, so far at all. That that offense is disjointed. Um, and I realize Jalen Hurts has been great for fantasy, but in real life football, it hasn't been great. Nope. Um, and they get a pretty tough game tomorrow, a team you might have heard of. Yeah, they, they're going to get smoked. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. get beat the like that, like that bowl before you came on the air. But again, Jalen Hurts is going to be able to to run and throw and get you. Yeah, like I mean, it, two and a half quarters worth of garbage points. Yeah, play Jalen Hurts, play Devonta uh, uh, Smith. I mean, they're yep. you just deploy those guys as you normally would. I mean, I wouldn't even. I'm not opposed to playing game well because they're going to be behind. Um, they don't run the ball anyway, so he I'm, seems I might to be throw Zach Ertz out there yeah, with Ertz. Dallas Goddard and his Zach Ertz. If Dallas Goddard is out, absolutely. Uh, Zach Ertz is a viable streaming option at the tight end. Um, and on the other side of the football, you know, Leonard Fournette has uh emerged and murdered Ronald Jones and uh, you know, left his corpse uh down in Tampa, so. Um, Ronald Ronald yeah, Jones just carries Leonard Fournette's helmet and shoulder pads all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about and he, him. And, I, and he fumbles them. Uh, stop you, it! You mentioned- Come on, stop it! I'm taking so, uh, I'll we, take a lump on Ronald Jones. I was still high on him. I was probably just still high. I'm taking a lump too, man. I'm taking. Yeah, a lump. I re- I really thought he was. They were. They're going to be a productive duo tandem and uh it's just not happening um i still i mean it still could happen you know i mean i don't know that's a potent offense so if he gets some touches none of us are right all the time go ahead buy him cheap stash him for next year he's a free agent let him see where he goes you know what i mean like Ronald Jones would be stupid if he thinks he's going to progress his career. Yeah. I, I I mean, again, this is one of those things where like, if you're, if you're looking if if you believe in the talent of Ronald Jones and you were just like, yes, this kid can be a top 12 running back. Uh, He's got that skill set. He's got the, he's got, you know, he's got that uh, everything's there for all the wheels. Everything's aligning for him to be one, Um, you know, buy him. I mean, who knows where he ends up? He could end up in in a spot where he's still an RB too. I mean, the, the running back too, but, it could be behind a starter who's not as efficient as, well, no, there's nobody even even Tampa Bay. It's efficient. It's just they like Fournette. That's all it really is. So he can end up the, in Seattle behind Chris Carson. There you go. And what? And you just don't know. So it's like buy him, buy him cheap. You could probably get him a, a third round pick. Maybe you could probably start tossing out there and you could do way worse with a third round pick than Ronald Jones. Facts. Absolutely. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, going to move the chains a little bit here because I want to talk. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, Darrell Williams. We we talked sort of about the prizes off the waiver wire. One of the other guys uh, we mentioned was uh, Khalil Herbert. Um, you know, uh, for my money, I think I'd rather have Khalil Herbert than Darrell Williams. Um, this is an this is an offense that uh, you know 
they're clearly not letting Justin Fields throw the football. Um, he's looked pretty pretty bad. Uh, both these guys, uh, what did they have, 16 and 18 carries last week. They were protecting a lead. Game script did factor in. Uh, but, he, you know, Herbert looked like he had some juice. Um, it wouldn't be surprising to see, him, see them continue to chop up the rushing uh, workload going forward with – you know, Williams obviously, you know, is going to play on passing downs. Uh, Stoner, is the league big enough for two Herberts? I mean, this one's only 5'9", so I think we can manage. <laughs> I think we have a, a height requirement of, of somewhere around 13 feet for Herberts. And between him and Justin, I think we're good. I think we, <laughs> I think we just fall right underneath it. But yeah, a lot of people like this kid coming out, um, and I didn't hate him. I just didn't know that the opportunity would be there without, you know, being behind Montgomery. And then, you know, they still had Williams coming back after he sat out last year, right? So I, he didn't know what, what he was going to do, but I think you're right. Game script kind of dictated we're going to run the shit out of the ball. But he did have 18 carries for 75 yards, averaged over four yards a carry. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. He's eating up chunks of yardage, which means he's eating up clock. And if they're trying to save their rookie quarterback and give him a chance to, I don't know, catch up to the speed of the game, having two fresh running backs that can get in there and touch the ball 15, 20 times a game is probably the right way of doing it. Though it, it sucks for us guys that have Allen Robinson rostered um, because now Allen Robinson doesn't look like you're wishing for Blake Bortles and nobody, nobody should ever have to wish for Blake Bortles. No. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at. Uh, the, the Allen Robinson thing uh, is, is puzzling to me. Uh, I, I can't figure that out. I mean, what is, this is a guy that we called uh, quarterback proof uh, before. Um, BZ, you were sort of the first, uh, the first analyst, uh, that I remember who was on Khalil Herbert. Um, where are you with this kid? Would you, would you rather have him than Daryl Williams or Damian Williams? Um, what is his dynasty value going forward and what is his, because you're a big Montgomery guy and what is his read? What are you doing with him in redraft? Um, you know, uh, for Herbert, I kind of so you know I feel like again you, you kind of said it earlier that the game script was just it just gave him a lot of opportunity that he may not get in other games if they're behind you may see a little bit more Damian Williams here um, I like the talent of the kid um, I think he's a he was a six round draft pick so you know he's got a chip on his shoulder to keep coming up I do like that uh, he, he's got some juice to him man he's got some wiggle I like it. Um, but you know, uh, I, I would take him. And he's probably, like two fifteen too, so he's not tiny. He can take no, a little pound and dish a little out too. He can, and you know, I, but I do think that if I'm moving forward, if if there was like a waiver wire priority on this thing, I think I would take Darrell uh, Daryl Williams over him, uh, just because of the offense, the opportunity he's going to get, the goal line carries, all that kind of stuff. Those are the valuable carries that you want. Um, you know, Herbert can run for. You know, he could get 16, 18 carries a game and run for 75 yards, but that's not really winning you shit. You're going to safe little floor, but you want those touchdowns. So that's where you want the better offense. You can't trust the Bears. Um, <laughs> Al, 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 Alan Robinson is blowing my fucking mind right now because you both know that I'm a huge A-Rob guy. I've been buying him. I was buying him before anybody else was buying the guy. Um, I love the kid. Do you know? And, and it's it just it's frustrating because he is produced with so many bad quarterbacks. Yet we get this kid who's supposed to be like, you know, the next the next big quarterback in the league, and he cannot even fucking get the ball to his number one wide can't, receiver. Can't find him. Can't like, find him. And, you know, and, and to, to all the people out there that were shitting on Mac Jones and everything else, you know, oh yeah, raise your, raise your hand if you had Mac Jones ahead of yeah, uh, Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Is this your fucking king? Like Jesus Christ! Like really, guy looks like shit, and people right are like here. out here like, yeah. I had Mac, dude. Mac Jones was, yeah. So so Fields can run, cool, awesome, but he looks terrible. And I'm yeah. just gonna say it. It's it's what it is. But back to the Bears' backfield. I think I want Damian Williams. More yeah, than I, I yeah. Want oh, I'm sorry, I missed that too. part. I mean, he's gonna get 
the goal line carries there probably more likely. He's he only I mean he had three targets, but Khalil Herbert had. I mean they only threw the ball five times. So facts, facts. (laughs) But he had three. He had three targets. So look at that. I mean that target share is sixty percent. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat that. So you got the analytics, the spreadsheet guys will tell you. 60% 60% target share. You spent you go all in on Damian Williams. Yeah. So uh Khalil Herbert, uh he started at Kansas, transferred to Virginia Tech. Um, you know, Virginia Tech has always had those really good running backs, Kevin Barlow, uh uh Tony Jones, those guys. You know, in his first game at Virginia Tech, he set the all purpose yardage record for 358 yards. Um yeah, he's got some juice. Um, he's kind of in a situation where once Montgomery gets back, it's Montgomery's deal there. Oh, yeah. um, I'm with you guys. I'd rather have Damian Williams and PPR leagues for sure. Uh, what you described, Jake, played out this week. I mean, he got 18 carries for 75 yards, and he scored you seven points. Yep. I mean, very similar to the whole Alex Collins thing, too. You know, I, I like Collins yeah. going into the week, but, you know, you got the carries, you got the volume, but I mean, he had two catches for 25 yards, ran for 70 yards, it got you 10 points, which is fine I, for your, but I, it's not. I told doing. everyone they were going to get burned by Alex Collins again. I'm feeling I, the I same way. I tried to tell people I wasn't feeling good about I'm Alex feeling Collins. the same way about Booker, but I feel like at least we know he's going to get the touches and there's a chance he's going to get in the end zone. If, if they can move the ball a little bit. Um, but I I'm think, having yeah, the I same. I think they'll move the ball a little bit. I think we got burned by Booker. Place. We got burned by Booker before, though. Yeah. No, we well, I mean, we've been burned by all these guys before because, it, you know, that's why they're backups. That's yeah. a fair point. That's a fair point, my friend. And back to uh, Herbert, Khalil, he only had like 10 catches his last year in college in Virginia Tech. So I don't see him taking – a no. 60% target share like <laughs> Damian Williams did. I can't no, see that happening at all. No, Damian Williams is going to get what we call the premium touches for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. But, hey, man, oh, no, injuries happen, so roster that dude if you need yeah. to, man. It's like, like I said, when I was looking at last week, and, again, when we're talking about, we're talking about these guys that are like backup running backs, but, you know, Collins playing against the Rams. I mean, a lot of people were saying, don't play him, don't play him. You know, the whole thing was is you knew it was going to be a shootout or you supposedly thought it would be a shootout. And you would think that the Rams would have moved the ball. I'm sorry, the, the Hawks, Seahawks would have moved the ball a little bit better. Now, we didn't expect Russell Wilson to go down, so forth and so on. I thought he would have more opportunities around the goal line. That's what I was kind of banking on. So that's where I was thinking he could give you a good return, you know, but. Again, it didn't work out. So, and, and that's what we're banging on for Booker now. Fool me once, shame on you. Yeah, fool me <laughs> twice, don't get fooled again, or something like that. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! All right. Uh, so, for uh, friends of the program, uh, if you were with us in the preseason, you heard our AFC preview uh, episode. Uh, and if you heard our AFC preview episode, we had uh, Super Bowl. We gave Super Bowl picks. So we're we're about a third of the way through the season here. We're five games in. Uh, BZ, I think you you had the uh, the homer pick there with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, repping the AFC in the Super Bowl. How you feeling about the pick so far? Five weeks in. Not good, Bob. Not <laughs> good. Now let's just be honest. There's no, there's no way to sugarcoat this right now. Um, you know, such a, such a, such a frustrating team to watch this year. Um, You know know what the Steelers are? This is what the Steelers, the Steelers are that team in your dynasty league that sold all their number one picks to win it. And then didn't win it, and, and then now they're stuck yeah. with all these old players yep. and no future. That's what yep. the Steelers are. And that's it's, it's essentially what happened, and you know, 
Yes, they, I mean, Ben just does not look good. He looked a little bit better, you know, this past week than he did in the, in the other games. But, you know, it's just that offense is just the offensive line doesn't look great. You know, Najee looks great, but he's getting a ton of volume. And they're just going to run that kid in the ground. Uh, Deontay, you know, Claypool. Uh, now Juju's hurt, which sucks. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't think. his last game as a stealer. Which is so, it's sad. It's sad, you know, yeah. but. Again, you know, and by the way, you know, I see people shitting on Juju all the time saying, oh, why'd you sign in Pittsburgh? And you could have gone to play for Kansas City. People don't care. People are still not paying attention. Well, people aren't paying attention to this shit, though. But he was in it. He was out of his contract. He was looking for, you know, a bigger contract. And nobody was paying up for that time because of COVID. Everything coming back. No one knew what was happening. So he took the best one-year deal he could get on a team that he knew he was going to be have he was going to be a focal point in the offense. Now he, he also likes it in Pittsburgh. There's he does to and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. And no. you know what? If 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 he wanted to be comfortable right there, Pittsburgh's cool. weird, bro. It's awesome. We we like to get weird there. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Eating asses, whatever you know, whatever whatever you fancy. Um, but. Sorry, it came out of nowhere. Where would that come from? Hey, <laughs> hey, um, but no. But seriously, though, uh, I love Juju. I think he's going to probably be signing with somebody else next year. Um, but you know what, Chase Claypool, let's go, baby. Uh, this kid's got the opportunity now. He's filling in that number two role. Uh, if Ben can get him the ball deep, man, this kid is going to be a superstar. I mean, he's just—I—I I, I loved him. I said to fade him for twenty-one just because of the situation they were in. But right now, it, it looks like you know he with Juju out and some of the injuries that they've had. I think he is a a big time uh, mid season buy here. So who would you who would you rather have rest of the season? We're talking redraft here. Claypool or Tony? Claypool. Easily Claypool. Go Irish. Well, I knew you were going to pick Claypool. Um, speaking of picks, you picked the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to go back to the to the. Can I make fun of Pittsburgh and- first? Yeah, yeah you made fun of Pittsburgh first. You no, picked the easy way out, Kansas City. You know, you know what I was thinking, though? Good analysis. <laughs> Big Ben should have hung out with Tom Brady and been on the TB12 program in Ooh. the offseason. He would have apparently become a robot and got himself into much better shape. Or whatever. I think Tom, Tom, Br- I think Tom Brady is a robot. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. I think he's become a robot over over time. I think he was once human, and now he's he's a robot. He's a robot. Yeah, he's he's a definite robot. Yeah. But back yeah. to your pick. Uh, and yeah, I did take the easy way out, but <laughs> I I took Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, and I don't love it because their defense can't seem to stop anyone. They can't stop um, a nosebleed. Yeah, they can't stop anyone. So that's going to be problematic, as as we saw this past Sunday night when, you know, Josh Allen just felt like he was he was uh, I don't know he was like a Madden he was he was an all Madden player but playing against some kid who was a rookie. You know what I mean? Like he was just doing whatever he wanted. Josh Allen looked like the Madden creator player when you put everything to ninety nine. Yeah. That's what yeah. He looks like. <laughs> And you name him after yourself because you yes. want to be the MVP. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So, um, you know, I mean, their offense is still going to score some points. They lost their running back. That sucks. I don't. I don't think that that Mahomes has been playing too great. And they're still. I mean, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he's still putting up points each week too, though. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling too confident. I think, I think Buffalo has shown some people some things, and so have the the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm Kansas City, I'm worried. Yep. I'm yeah, worried. Uh, Justin Herbert looks like the uh, the best quarterback. Well, I'm, I'm just not gonna say. Look, he right now he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they have a big time uh, chance here to go ahead and put that division away. Um, uh, I can't believe that that no none none of the three of us picked uh, the Chargers. I picked the, the uh, Cleveland Browns, and um, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, 
they they have two things that are going to travel in playoff football, and that's a running game and defense. And their running game right now is is second to none. I mean, they they've got two running backs that are you could rank both these guys in the top five in the league, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And they they go on the field in and out of the game, and it, they don't miss a beat with one another. It's crazy how Hunt is uh, the RB six right now in PPRs, and Chubb is RB twelve. Like. Wow. Unbelievable. The the discount people were getting on Hunt this year is just crazy. He's going yeah, in like yeah. round five. Yeah. Round four. Yeah, he's solid. I, I just yeah, and you're right. I think the running game is what's gonna matter later in the season, especially when the cold weather rolls in. I mean, look, they play in Ohio, it doesn't stay warm there. You it's know, windy, you know. Yeah, it's windy, it's cold, you're gonna want to run the ball. Their offensive line is mm-hmm. one of the best in football. I don't know. I, I think I, I would hate to have to play them uh, late in the season to to need a win to get into the playoffs. That's for sure. Our producer uh, at Dynasty Dude, brother Matt, has both those cats in Scott Fishbowl. Um, Chubb and Hunt. Uh, what is your What is your record there, Matt? In in the Fishbowl, this is your first foray into it. You can come on. Go ahead and come on the show, man. You don't type it out. Just, just jump in. You're allowed. Let's see that pretty face of yours. He, he says he's three and two. You, you um, know he totally. You, you know you know he totally got nude during this whole thing, and he was just sitting there naked, smoking his wine. Like, and yeah, that's why he, yeah. he's like, "Oh fuck, I didn't expect you to call me on." He's uh he's nude. I can see him right now. He's he's naked, and he's got a he's he's got a pony sporting a ponytail. Yo, yeah, and of uh, course a ponytail. He's got his down cat there. Out. He's got a ponytail down there. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. And he's got his cat hanging out. Why is it weird? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, All I right, told you uh, he is because you know he is. He's shot the brother Mathis for his pit bass production. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pimp That should be the name of your production company, Pimp Ass. P A P, baby. Pimp Ass yeah. Productions. P A P. Oh man, this has been a broadcast of Pimp like Ass it. Productions. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, Pimp Ass Productions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if it wasn't pimped, it wasn't the best. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't Pimp Ass, it's not a production. <laughs> oh man, all right, well, we're going to get on out of here. Hope you. Uh, That's a work in progress, that slogan. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back we got to cut it now. It's getting crazy. Hope you found some of this informative. Uh, hope you laughed. We definitely had a good time. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time. Slap the pat, baby. <laughs> <laughs>